Welcome to the Watoto Church Podcast. Prepare your heart as we explore scripture and delve into the Word of God. Watoto Church, would you welcome our friends online and on air right here at Watoto Church downtown for God's Word. Amen, amen. Let's pray. Father, anoint your word, anoint all those that hear it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we are carrying on our series, Wonder Working God, in preparation for our Miracle Missions offering where we get to give big. And this series theme scripture is from Job chapter 9 and verse 10. And here's what it says. He performs, God performs wonders that cannot be fathomed. Miracles that cannot be counted. That's the God we serve. Now I love the story of Job. It reflects the story of our lives. Job's story starts this way. It starts with a great testimony. And God actually says, hey, there is no man like Job who is faithful and loves me. Starts with a great testimony. And then transitions into a great tragedy. Where Job loses almost everything. He loses his kids. Job loses his businesses and he is afflicted with a disease that literally affects his skin and people don't even want to associate with him. Here's the thing. Our lives have great times and it's a great testimony. There are times when we go through the valley of the shadow of death. And Job, was going through that tragedy. And that's when Job says, there is still a wonder-working God. He makes that statement of faith. He had friends around him. They started by trying to encourage him, then started discouraging him and even accusing him. But Job said, there is a wonder-working God. He starts with a great testimony He's in a great tragedy, and his story ends in great triumph. And God provided for Job double what he lost. Today, I want to talk to you about the wonder of his provision. The wonder of his provision. Here's what I want you to know, my friends. God cares about you. He cares about every need you have. He cares. If he can care for the sparrow in the air, if he can care for the lilies in the valley, how much more does he care for you, his children? He cares. But I also want you to know this. God doesn't just care about you. God cares about all people. He cares about everyone. 
He cares about that little baby that has been abandoned in a bush, in a pit latrine somewhere, because the mother doesn't know whether they can look after them. He cares about that orphan child. He cares about that vulnerable woman. God cares about your neighbor. He cares about people. God cares about the people right now in Ukraine who are going through a war. God cares about the people in the Western world that have somehow turned their backs on him. He still cares about them. God cares about those Christians in China that are going through persecution. And literally by being a believer, it's like a death sentence. He cares about them. He cares about that widow in the Middle East, in Syria, who has lost their husband because ISIS invaded them. God cares about all people. So should we. But the other thing I would like you to know as we talk about the wonder of his provision is that God is the ultimate source of our provision. He is the ultimate source of our provision. When Paul was writing to the church in Philippi, which is a church that really stood with him as he did his work, and he, he went on in his missions work, and he wanted to also help other churches and other people that were struggling. This church in Philippi stood with Paul, and when he was writing to them, and he had received a gift from them, he said to them, I know what it means to have little. I know what it means to have plenty. And then he says to them, I've learned the secret of being content. And that secret is this, knowing that God is your source. He said, I can do all things through my source, Christ. And that strengthens me. So whether you have much or little, Christ is the same. And that strengthens us. And when he was praying for the church in Philippi, here's what he said in Philippians 4, 19. And my God, he went back to his source, will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. He pointed them back to God who is able to supply all our needs, not according to the economy on earth but according to his riches in glory. The wonder of his provision is not limited by the circumstances on planet earth. So how does God supply all our needs? Number one, God will bless the works of your hands. My friends, work is a gift from God. Work is a gift from God. There are people who think work is actually a curse. Others treat work as a burden and not a blessing. Some people's worst day is Monday morning. But my friends, God provides for us through blessing the works of our hands. This work issue is not just an issue today. There are parts of the world where people don't want to work. They're just waiting for government to give them money. 
They are lazy people today. They have been lazy people through history. In Thessalonica, there were people who didn't want to work. They were just thinking Jesus was coming back anytime. And so they were not working. Here's what Paul says to them. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 10 to 12. This is good for all of us who are here as well, who think work is not a good thing. It's not a godly thing. Here's what he says. For even when we were with you, we gave you this rule. If a man will not work or a woman will not work, he shall not eat. We don't want to work, but we want to eat. Says, no, 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 no. If you don't work, you shouldn't eat. And then he carries on. We hear that some among you are idle. They are not busy. They are busy bodies. They are everywhere but being unproductive. Such people we command and urge in the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and earn the bread they eat. Work is a gift from God and we must treasure work. If you have work, there's nothing as this job is too small. Be faithful. Do it. If you don't have work, our prayer is that God will open the door for you to find work. Don't be idle. And whichever door opens, treat it with dignity. Now, not all work is blessed. Let me tell you how your work can be blessed and how God can bless the works of your hands. Be faithful there. When you are faithful, God will entrust you with more. Be a person of integrity. Don't cheat people. Don't steal from your workplace. That's when God will bless the works of your hands. The other one is be excellent. Be the very best. Because whatever we do, we're not doing it for human beings. We're doing it for God. So if you are somewhere and you've been given the opportunity to sweep, be the best kind of person who sweeps the floor. And people say, we've never seen anything like this. Don't have this mindset that wait for me, the day I become the manager, you're going to see how much I do. You will never become the manager because God can't trust you. If you're not faithful, the leader is given to you. Oh, no, you, you see me here? Just wait. The day I get to work for this organization, the grass is greener on the other side. The grass is not greener on the other side. It is watered properly and looked after very well. Look after yours very well. We good? God provides for us by blessing the works of our hands. The other day, I was riding in an Uber and I had a conversation with the driver and great young man. And he says, man, it's been tough. We went through lockdown. We couldn't move around. People were not moving. And then when things are opened up, fuel prices are up. But he said, I need to tell you that somehow I've been making it. And what I've decided is that I'll treat all my customers well. I will not cheat them. I will drive them the proper route. And he said he was going to do, he, I just do my best. And then he said, some of those customers are the ones who have taken me through. 
Some have given me business opportunities that have provided for what I need in one go for three months. <laughs> Diligent. And then he, he said to me, he says, let me give you an example. He said one time, uh, somebody who was visiting the country just decided to post on their Facebook, hey, do you know any driver who I can work with to drive me around town for the things I'm doing? Then he was recommended. And through that recommendation, he was loved so much. This person said that, you know what? My mother is coming to visit Uganda and we are going to go gorilla tracking. And we have decided you are the only one who can drive us. And then they said to him, don't be modest with your prices. Give us commercial rates because we are going to pay for every day you're with us, driving us. And I said, wow. And then they said, and because you are such a good driver, we wouldn't just want you to drive us and wait for us. We want you to track gorillas. Have you ever tracked them? No. He gets a free holiday for doing great work. Work is a gift from God, stewarded well. Now, some of you may say that was a good marketing trick from him. But here's what happened when I got home. After chatting and being amazed and paid my bill, I was going, still amazed by this young man's work ethic. And then he said, oh, before you go, let's just make sure you have everything on you. And then he said this, because there's a point where we had to stop abruptly because of the uh, bikes, the border borders. And he felt something had fallen in the car. And sure enough, my wallet and my phone were under his seat. And he said, I felt something fall, so here it is. Have a good day. <laughs> Person of integrity. If it were somebody else, nothing fell. Nothing. Not a Watoto church person. We are going to be people that work with integrity, people that are excellent in what we do, and God will provide for us through blessing the works of our hands. Secondly, and this is the one we like a lot, God will provide for us supernaturally by performing miracles. That's the one we like very much. But it is very true. Throughout the Bible, the children of Israel, God provided for them in the middle of the desert supernaturally. He gave them bread from heaven. Wow. Then they got tired of the bread. They wanted to eat meat. God said, human beings are amazing. And so he said, I'm going to give you meat is going to come out of your ears. <laughs> he gave them so much meat. There were no shopping malls in the desert to go and get uh, clothes. Or downtown, where we get as many clothes. No. Right in the middle of the desert, go to care of their clothes. He said, your clothes are never going to run out of fashion. They are going to grow. Now think about uh, a baby. I always think a baby with the baby clothes. 
the clothes grow along with, and they're in fashion. That's amazing. <laughs> That's just amazing. Their shoes stand strong. God can provide supernaturally. He can. He's a wonder-working God. I'd like you to watch this story that just is a little bit of sharing because we want you to be inspired by these stories about the wonder-working God and how he provides. Let's watch the story from Gem Foundation. We've been in Uganda for 10 years now, um, almost 10 years. It'll be 10 years in January. And um, we run the Gem Foundation, which is a home for abandoned children with special needs. Um, we first felt the conviction to start the GEM Foundation due to seeing the need of children with special needs being um, abandoned and neglected and just really seeing that we could restore that value. Um, the GEM Foundation partners with Watoto by partnering with the baby's home. So when a child comes in with special needs, that's where we work together to the villages. Are, our village is designed to be completely wheelchair accessible so that our children will have no limitations. Our children can go around the village freely um, with their wheelchairs. And so we partner with Watoto by, by being that access point. So when a child in the village has special needs, then the child can come to us and we love them as around. We've always seen God's miraculous hand providing and caring for our needs as well as the organization's needs. Um, but we've, we've adopted three kids here in Uganda, um, and each time you do an adoption, there's costs um, involved, especially right going through all the court system and paying for lawyers and passports and visas and all those things. Um, in this last adoption process that we were going through, we had the need to cover the bills for, for the, our kids' adoptions. Um, and it was one of those things where we're just wondering, okay, God, we, we know these are our kids. We know you've called us to care for them. Um, but we don't have the resources to actually do it. Um, and I remember it was coming to the end of the year and things were tight, our budget was tight. Um, and then we ended up getting a phone call that um, someone had gifted us the exact amount that we needed um, to finish the adoption. And it wasn't a need that we had told anybody about. It wasn't something that we were going around. Um, we were personally praying for it as a family. Um, and God heard those prayers and he provided unexpectedly through someone that we never would have would have guessed um, and yeah was able to finish finish the process for our kids which was exciting and amazing to see during the lockdown it was a really difficult time for for Jem and for people around the world we you know with the lockdown there was a lot of restrictions and just difficulties and given the nature of the children we care for we we knew that it was going to be a tough time but one of the things that was really cool um, during this lockdown in 2021 last year is we kind of felt like okay something's coming we feel like a lockdown is coming and our staff kind of were preparing us and like okay we think a lockdown's coming we need to now prepare and how do we prepare for the kids we take care of and so our thought was well if transport is cut we need to have food supplied we need to have medication supplied and we need to be able to take care of the kids you know if anything happens and um, so it was like just a few days before the lockdown went into effect and we were told the president is speaking and during that time we were like okay well we need to be ready and so in faith we went out and got all the supplies we needed really the challenge we were having was how are we going to pay for this you know these supplies these supplies are not 
not know when they're not ready, you know? And just knowing that we didn't have the money for it. And then unbeknownst to us around the world, our partner church um, was doing a, a program with their children's church and they gave all these children jars and said, fill them up for, for the Gem Foundation. And during that time, we, we got that email and it said, we're sending a check for this amount. And it was like the exact dollar amount of the three month supply that Jem needed. And we really saw, we saw the Lord's faithfulness in that, that we were stepping out in faith to, to get the medical needs the kids needed. And just seeing that God would provide it was just um, an incredible testimony, I think, of seeing that the Lord's provision was there. We've been able to participate with My Mission's Miracle Offering since the first time that we attended church and it was announced. Um, and I remember us as a family deciding what we were gonna, what we were gonna give, how we were extravagantly gonna um, give towards this uh, missions offering. And um, I can remember the first service that we ever attended, um, seeing the excitement in the building and seeing people with TVs on their head, walking down to lay them down um, and everybody with envelopes and just the excitement, um, the excitement of our kids being able to come in with us and know that as a family we're doing this um, and just seeing God's faithfulness um, and giving back, giving back to all that he's blessed us with over the years. Amazing. The wonder of his provision. Now sometimes we hear stories like that and we also wonder, when will that ever happen in my own life? It can. Especially in the area of finances, God gives us a simple key that unlocks the supernatural power of God and provision in our finances. Let me read it for you. And I just want you to hear God's heartbeat here. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 6 to 12. It says, I the Lord do not change. So you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. We can count on the consistency of our God. Ever since the time of your ancestors, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Now, I'd like you to hear God's heartbeat here. It's coming from a place of pain, by the way, but also a place of care because he cares about us. And then he says, return to me. And I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. But you ask, how are we to return? Will a mere mortal rob God? God's heart is broken. He says, will a mere mortal rob me? But you ask, how are we robbing you in tithes and offerings? Please understand, God is all sufficient. He has everything. It's not about him wanting from us. He wants to bless us. And he's saying, I really want to bless, but we are not doing the right thing. We're robbing from him. And then he says, you are under a curse. Your whole nation because you, uh, your whole nation because you are robbing me. And then he says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And he says, just try me in this. Just try and be faithful. 
says the Lord Almighty. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Saying just, if you can just be faithful, I want to provide for you in a supernatural way that you can't contain it. And then he continues and he says, I will prevent pests from devouring your crops. I'll protect your work. And then he says, and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it's ripe. You will not lose your opportunities. He will make them happen. And then uh, says the Lord Almighty, then all the nations will call you blessed for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord. So, when we're faithful in our tithes and offerings, God says, I will supernaturally provide for you. What seems little, he can multiply. He took five loaves and two fish. As long as it was given to Jesus in his hands, he multiplied. The way to put your income, your resources in God's hands is by being faithful in your tithes and offerings. Finally, so he provides for us by blessing the works of our hands. He supernaturally provides for us. This one, I love it. God likes to provide through his people. That's like the ultimate, where God decides, I want not only to provide for you, I want to provide through you. Wow. What an honor. As we're total church, we have decided, God, we don't just want to be blessed. You have been so good to us. We want to be a blessing. And the miracle missions offering is the way we say, God, would you bless others through us? And because God is a generous giver, we want to be generous givers. That's amazing. Being a channel through who God can bless. I want that. I hope you do. Paul encouraging a church in Macedonia, the Macedonia, he was actually encouraging the church in Corinth using a testimony of churches in Macedonia. And here's their testimony. Here's what he says. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 1 to 4. He says, now I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, what God in his kindness has done through the churches in Macedonia. They are going through tough times. They are being tested by many troubles and they are very poor. But he carries on. But they are also filled with abundant joy which has overflowed in rich generosity. Then it says, For I, Paul, can testify that they gave not only what they could afford, but far more. They stretched themselves. And they did it of their own free will. They were not coerced. They just wanted to be people through whom God can provide for others. That's what they just wanted. And then he says, they, this is what they did. They begged us, not just once, again and again for the privilege of sharing in the gift for the believers in Jerusalem. They wanted God to provide through them for others who are in need. 
It wasn't their circumstances that determined their generosity. It was their heart for God. So as we get ready to give our Miracle Missions offering on the 5th and the 6th of November, we are going to go beyond our circumstances. We are going to demonstrate our heart for God. We are going to say, God, would you, through me, through our collective generosity, would you use us to plant five more locations because you love people? Lord, would you, through our generosity this time, bless 40 other ministries? Because in 2024, Watoto celebrates 40 years. So we want to be a blessing to 40 other ministries. Do we have needs? Yes, but we are going to be a blessing to others. Would you, through this offering, help us to reach schools and reach our young people? Would you, through this offering, help us to start a building project for our children in Chengera? You and I can be a part of God using us to provide for his kingdom work. Amen? Come on, give praise to God, to our wonder-working God and the wonder of his provision. Amen. Let's pray together. Well, Father, I want to thank you so much for who you are. You are a wonder-working God. Regardless of the circumstances we face, like Job, he had great times, he had difficult times. But even in the difficulty, he still acknowledged your wonder-working power, your power to perform miracles. He still acknowledged you, and we still acknowledge you. Lord, I pray for people today that you will bless their work, bless their businesses, because that's how you provide for us. There are those who do not have work. I pray for open doors in Jesus' name. And help us to steward our work opportunities well. I pray for people who right now need a miracle. Lord, you know how they're caught between a rock and a hard place. They're about to shut down a business because things are tough. They are about to be laid off because things are tough. I pray for supernatural intervention. Lord, I also ask you for that one who seems to always have little. Would you take that little and multiply it? Cause it to go farther than they can ever imagine. But I also pray, God, use us as your vessel of provision. You love people. You care about broken communities. And you are looking for a people who would be committed to you, who are saying, here we are, Lord. Use us to be a blessing. We cry out, Lord, that through this miracle, missions offering, would you help us to be faithful vessels? Would you help us to be sacrificial in our love and generosity by giving our very best so you can touch more lives with your love? You've been so good to us. 
we would like to see your goodness extended to others. Provide for us what we need to give, God. We thank you and honor you. While all heads are bowed and eyes are closed in this place, I've talked about the wonder of his provision. The greatest wonder of his provision is God gave us his son, Jesus. That whoever believes in him shouldn't perish, but have eternal life. God wants to bless us here on earth, but he also wants us to have eternity in our lives. You're here, my friend. You do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If I asked you honestly, is your heart in the right place with God? Maybe you're not sure. Maybe your first time to come to church today. Thank you for coming. Maybe you've been coming to church. But you know, in your heart, you have not made that commitment. Jesus is not the Lord of your life. I want to pray with you. My life seems to be a mess now. Can he accept me again? Yes, he can. While all heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Upstairs, those watching in the overflow. If that's you and you're saying, Pastor, please pray for me today. I need to be born again. I need to have my life right with God. Wherever you are, lift up your hand. Say, that's me. Thank you. Thank you. In the, all over the building. Thank you. God bless you. God sees that hand more than I see it. And is very excited about this decision that you have made. Anyone else you're saying, oh, pastor, just before you pray, no one has seen me. Oh, you've been struggling. You say, should I raise my hand? Shouldn't I? There's nothing you lose by giving your life to Jesus. In fact, there's everything to gain. Is there one more person like that? You're saying, that's me. Thank you. I'm glad I waited for you right at the back. And maybe some other people upstairs, God bless you. Church, let's celebrate our friends today. Wow. God bless you. Wow, there's a party in heaven right now. And so I want to lead you in a simple prayer and then Pastor Tony is going to come up and uh, give us a few remarks as we close the service. But I'd like to lead us in a prayer. Our precious friends that have raised their hands and everybody, would you join in? Let's encourage them. Just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Dear Jesus, I thank you that you love me. I ask you to please forgive me of all my sin, I ask you to make me your child. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's celebrate our friends one more time. God bless you. Thank you for listening. We hope this encourages you to step into the new. Tune in next time as we delve into the Word of God. For comments and feedback or counseling, write to connect at watertochurch.com. Hey.